everybody, thank you for tuning into my podcast, Keeping It Real with Caramel. As we say, 100. Oh my God, I always talking to this guest that's coming on right now, and I didn't even know that we are in the same city. We 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 seen each other before, and now we're talking to each other. This is so amazing. It was kind of stunning for me, and I was like, Oh my God, and we was catching up on things, and I'm like, Wow. This is amazing. This is a small world. It might be seen like it's really big, but really it's a small world. So I want everybody to welcome David. How are you? I am doing great. I, I really appreciate you having me on your show. This is uh, this is really cool. And, man, that how is- awesome is that that we're like... I don't know what, a mile apart? <laughs> exactly. That is crazy. I'm just, like, still stunned about it. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. So you have a lot going on. You have a podcast. You have a book out. And, you know, and thank you for your service. Um, you have a lot of things going on. And I'm super, super proud of you as well. So you have a new book called... Let's see here. It is called Where Where is the book? I had it in my hand. Tell everybody what the name of your book. I'm just, just, just I'm still stunned. I'm still lost right now. I'm sorry. Well, you know what's awesome is that when I come in there, uh I will bring a copy of my book and I'll sign it for you. Oh, um, dang it. You're gonna make me cry. Don't make me cry on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> but, so the, the the title of my book is Fireproof, Your Grand Strategy for Transforming Failure into Fuel for, for Your Future. So what made you decide to write this book? Well, in, in 2010, the beginning of 2010, uh, I lost my younger brother. Um, he, he passed away from uh, an accidental drug overdose.
imposter syndrome. You start thinking, like, who the heck am I to write a book about leadership? I, you know, and I would get mad and put it away. Mm-hmm. I would, I would learn more about leadership and go, okay, I got a, I got a good grip on it now, and I would go back at it. And so for for ten years, I worked on this book, and then um, uh, when I when I left the fire department at the end of 2019, uh, I was in a in a pretty dark place. Um, I was struggling with PTSD, uh, working in some of the, the the tougher parts of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing what uh, what uh, humans are capable of doing to one another. Mm-hmm. You know, violent crime and that sort of thing, and um, and then, you know, child abuse, uh, seeing, I mean, there's there's animals that are capable of doing a lot of damage to a human. And, and like, just really seeing these, these kind of horrific things and just shoving them down, shoving them down. And, and by the time I realized I needed to get some help, or I guess by the time I was willing to admit that I needed to get help, I um I was in a bad way, and and I left the fire department. And I I got the help that I needed, um, and I I resolved to to finish the book and be somebody that not just my nephew, not just my daughter, but me. I could be proud of me. Mm-hmm. And and know that that is enough. And and so I I poured my heart into this book. Um I I put in I I wrote about different tools that I use. Um I still use to uh, keep myself straight, you know, uh, uh, and driving forward to accomplish my goals. And I I talk about uh, philosophy. I talk about PTSD. I talk about leadership and and self leadership. And uh, yeah, so that's that's what why I wrote the book. <laughs> no, that that's a good reason because you want to, to you know, to make sure that you can get out what you want to say, you know? And you was trying to show your nephew, you know, that this is what your this is not about me. It's about to show you um other things in life, right? So when you said that you wanted to make sure that was enough for me, but you know how they say that you have to love yourself first and lead yourself the right way first before you can show someone else the right way to to go in a good direction? Absolutely. You know, and I'm a true believer, if you don't love yourself within, you know, how are you going to be able to love someone else? Yeah, absolutely. You can't do it, you know. And today, I, you know, sometimes I realize that, you know, regardless of the fact, because, you know, when you were saying that you and your, your brother had a, a disagreement, right, and you didn't talk to him, right? Yeah. Uh, and now you felt like, you know, 
you you had a lot of issues with that probably because you was like, Dag, I should have talked to him. I didn't know what was going on, you know? Uh-huh. And so I learned, because I haven't done that before, you know? And I learned that there's nothing in his life worth not saying at least hi, you know? Because you never know. You never know, right? Yeah, absolutely. You never know what what life takes us, you know? Uh, we could be talking today and something can happen tomorrow, you know? So that's why I was like, life is not promised. It's not a promised situation. We live, we learn, and and we don't know where we're going to go, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, for the – so – when you was writing this book, and it means so much to you, um, what chapter is your best chapter? Well, that's, that's hard to say because each chapter builds on the previous one. Mm-hmm. But I would say chapter 10, the, the final chapter, mm-hmm. is where I bring it all together. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I think it's the most motivating chapter. Uh, you know, and here's the thing: it, it's it's sort of a leadership book, but when when I sat down to write it, I realized that there there's a lot of leadership books out there, mm-hmm. and all of the ones that I've read, um, and not a lot of them tell you what to do when you screw up really bad and and i've made my fair share of mistakes just like everybody else but i feel like i've got a pretty good formula on how to overcome um those missteps Mm -hmm. and 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 part of it is knowing where you want to go, mm-hmm. you know, knowing where you want to be, and knowing who you are and what you stand for. And if you mess up, you've got to give yourself some grace because all that negative self-talk, you know, like, oh, man, I'm such a piece of crap. I mm-hmm. can't believe mm-hmm. I did that. I can't believe I did this. I should be further along than I am. You know, like all the things that we, we tell ourselves, we've got to give ourselves some grace. Don't don't think about where you want to be and and where you're at, but how far? Look at how far you've come mm-hmm. from where you were, mm-hmm. in spite of the missteps. You know, and I would I would imagine that everybody listening has made some mistakes mm-hmm. and got back up, dusted themselves off, and pushed forward. And we need to recognize those those wins and and be proud of them. That is true. That is true because we, as I say, we're all human and we're going to make mistakes, you know. And I think we beat ourselves down so hard because, you know, we're scared of what other people will say. And that's that's my belief. I don't, you know, but you have to, like you said, you have to give yourself grace and say, look, I came this far. I would never know I made it, but I'm glad I'm here, right? So that that's a good thing, you know? So, you know, you have to tell yourself that, you know, I'm doing 
the best I can, and I'm glad I'm um I'm where I'm at, and I'm gonna move forward. And when I do, I'm gonna get myself you know gratitude for moving forward. You know, and so that's good. So, what are the three C's of leadership, and why are they so important to you? All right, so. I was a lieutenant in the fire department and and studying leadership i i had been reading about admiral james stockdale who was one of the first fighter pilots shot down during the vietnam war and he spent the entire war in the hanoi hilton um, being tortured. He was the highest-ranking officer that had been captured, and he was tortured for seven years, and uh, seven and a half years. And, and he kept his he kept his mindset, he kept his, his well, he kept who he was. He was like, you know, they might be able to break my break my body, but they will never break my spirit. They will never change who I am at the core. And I'm going to continue to resist and, and fight the good fight, even if I am restrained and confined to a small cell. Mm-hmm. And it was just reading about him so inspiring that when I, when I discovered that there was the leadership the I guess the leadership college at the United States Naval Academy mm-hmm. <clears throat> was named after him. I went on their website and I was looking at what materials they have and if they have like a required reading list or, or something like that. I, I really wanted to dig a little bit deeper into who he was and what he stood for. So as I'm reading all this stuff on the the Naval Academy website, I I find these videos, and there's a, there was a series of videos that were done um, by Colonel Art Athens, and he is the one that uh, came up with the three C's of leadership. <clears throat> so it's courage, well, competence, courage, and compassion. Competence, you got to know your job or be striving very hard to learn it. You know, when you're in a leadership position, you may not have all of the answers, but the people that you're leading need to know that you're trying really hard and you're trying for them. Mm-hmm. And you're working very hard to be the best leader that you can be for them. And then that, that courage, are you... Are you willing to stand up for what's right, even when what's right is probably the most difficult thing to do? Like if there's an easy, you know, that's, that's that integrity piece. Mm-hmm. But, but not only that, but do you have the courage to stand up for your people? You know, when maybe one of your bosses is telling you, yeah, you need to go tell them to do this. And if what they're telling you to tell them to do is not right, having the courage to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to tell them to do that, that's 
not the right thing to do, and it, it could cost you personally. Mm-hmm. So having the courage to stand up, even though it may cost you personally, it is one of those things that, you know, when, when it's right, it's right. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, the compassion. And one of the things that he says is that history's greatest leaders you know, yeah, they, they all were courageous. They were all very competent. But the thing that that made them stand out above all others is the fact that they had compassion for their people. They they cared about their people and their people knew that they cared and they would follow that person wherever, headed to the gates of hell. You know, and and so that, to me, and he gives some examples, and I have examples, but we all know we can we all can think about that leader that that we knew really cared about us, mm-hmm. and, and we would have done anything for them, and and that's what that is when when somebody goes beyond being a boss and legitimately like cares about you and works very hard at helping you achieve your goals. And so as a leader, that's something that we should strive for. We got to get to know our people, communicate with them, find out what their goals are. And if we don't have the skills to help them achieve that, we work very, very hard to to gain those skills so that we can be the best leader for that individual and work really hard at helping them get to where they want to be because that's what great leaders do. And I totally agree because leadership is that exactly what you said. You know, they want to see the next person go up, you know, they don't bring them down. They lift them up to be leadership themselves, you know? Yeah, and I, absolutely. And I, and I truly believe that. I believe having someone else to, to move up, you know, it shows that you're not trying to, you know, keep them down below you. You're trying to let them, you know, go, you know, just move up in, in life, period. You know? So that that's really good. So... You know, when you said that, you know, when you're at, at your lowest points of your life, you know, so what leaders influence you the most? Well, there's, there's so many that, that have helped me along the way. Um, even, and, and I'll say this. You know, I, when I left the fire department, I was a battalion chief. I was in charge of six fire stations, um, around close to 90 personnel, and you know, I had a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. The, the individuals that impacted me the most and made me better were actually a lower rank than me. captain for for several years and just an incredible human being and then there was a couple of lieutenants that 
you know, we had the kind of relationship where if they saw an area that I needed to improve in or, you know, just to, like, polish those rough edges, they they had, I gave, I can't even say that I gave them permission because it was just the kind of relationship that we had. Mm-hmm. I trusted them and they trusted me and, and they trusted me enough that they could be, uh, you know, provide constructive criticism, you know, it, depending on what the situation was and and whether or not the timing appropriate but there was always time after to to talk with me and you know maybe they would have a question about well, why did you do this why did you use this particular tactic um you know whatever the situation was but some of these individuals were incredible fire officers that I learned from as I was coming up. So it, it was just, yeah, I mean, there's quite <laughs> yeah. a few people that I, I got to say were were instrumental in, uh, in helping me along the way. And, you know, you don't do it on your own. No, you can't do anything on your own, honestly. You have to, people think that, I think sometimes people think that they can do things on their own, but you cannot, you have to have someone there to help you along the way. Absolutely. You need need someone to push you. Um, And someone, because if you sit there all day and, and be alone, you're not solving anything because you're not expressing yourself the right way. You might need that person to talk to or, or push you a little bit and say you can do this, just push you a little bit, or just someone to sit down and listen to you. They don't have to say anything, just to listen, you know? That's And that's the, the best piece of communication right there for a leader is is listening and and really understanding what it is that that your people are saying mm-hmm. and and acting on it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that's the other piece but yeah i mean this i mean that goes back well, i think it was uh epictetus that said this i, I think Many philosophers have used these very words, and it's because it, it's good, sound wisdom. It's you know we have one mouth and two two ears. We should be listening twice as much as we're talking. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that is true. That is true. That's why I get. Maybe that's why we got one mouth and two ears. <laughs> <laughs> You need to be quiet sometimes and just listen. You know, people, because sometimes when you be talking to people and you're trying to tell them what's going on with you, they just talk over you. You know, they talk over you and talk over you. They're not really listening. Some people can hear you, but they don't listen to you. Yeah. You know, so that's a difference. In leadership, you have to listen to them, not just hear them. Because they could be telling you something that's important to them, and if you just hear them, you're like, oh, okay, you're pushing it to the side. But if you're really listening, you can understand where they're coming from. You know? 
Yes, I'm preaching over here, David. I'm preaching over here. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, if you could give someone some advice, um, we'll give the audience some advice about you know how to learn to become a leader, which you have said it multiple times. But if they are struggling to become leaders and they still let people walk over them and they are in that leadership position, what advice would you give them? If there's people walking, well, you know, there's, I have gone to a lot of training and, and studied a lot of leadership, a lot of, you know, leadership theory and, you know, all that jazz. I think when you get to the heart of it, the best leaders truly, truly care about the people that they're leading. And they work very, very hard to develop themselves so that they're better able to add value to the people that they're leading. And you don't pat yourself on the back. You give all the credit to your team when when a job is well done. And if and if the job falls short of good or the standard, it's on you as the leader to take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you sing the praises of your people and you accept when things don't go right as your responsibility. And, and this is one thing that I learned over and over and over again because it's not an easy lesson to learn, um, especially when things, okay, I'll, I'll just give you the this saying that I've used for a long time, it's be humble or be humbled. And what that means to me is that you know, when you work really hard at adding value, to the people that you're leading and you're leading by example and they see how hard you're working in order to be able to add value to them, that example will will sink in with them and they will start working very hard at adding value to themselves so that they can add value to the team. And then the team becomes like this machine that cannot be stopped. It's like the most high performing teams I've worked on were because of that very thing. And when you are the person in charge, a lot of times people look at you and you know, you'll you'll win awards, you'll be recognized. People will say how oh, you're like so great and it'll go to your head if you're not careful. And when you start believing your own hype and and thinking that oh yeah it's all about me it's all about me because you know you start feeling like yeah I'm, I'm untouchable I'm I've really got this game down you know and and that's when that's when you crash mm-hmm. because you've got to maintain that humility and be humble because uh, if you're not you will be humbled. <laughs> <laughs> that that is true. That is true. So, if someone wants to 
So you have, first of all, um, you have done TED Talks, right? No, no. I um, and I think offline we can have a conversation about that. But yeah, I I actually have applied to do a TED Talk, and, uh, and you know, I just applied one time. Mm-hmm. There is more to come. But yeah, I, I do. I speak. Uh, I've spoke around. Let's see. Mostly on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I spoke at Columbia University, Temple University. I spoke down in Miami at uh, this film school down there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot locally, uh, and I, you know, I'm a certified coach and uh, disc assessment uh, um, trainer and. I have, I feel like I've got a couple of TED Talks in me, so <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see how how it goes. Uh, you know what, though, David? I feel like I got some TED Talk, too, you know? And, uh, uh, hey, we'll see how it goes, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, and, yeah, I believe you. I'm sure you, you've got several in you. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I... That is 100% true. Um, You have to stay humble, and you have to, no matter how high you get in in life or what you're, you know, how high you do in the job, anything you do in life, you can't get above yourself. And I feel like, you know, sometimes people do, but, you know, you have to learn how to stay humble no matter where you go in, in life, you know, and... That's one thing I do. I stay humble on everything. I don't care if I have nothing to I have everything that I want. You know, you have to have that humbleness. So if people want to find you, your book, and want to maybe, you know, follow you places, or if you're speaking somewhere, or you're doing a book signing, or want to put you on their podcast, how can they find you? Uh, all of my information is on my website, uh, hollenbachleadership.com. Um, all of my social media, uh, you can you can purchase my book. I do have some swag on there. I've got some T-shirts, sweatshirts, hats, challenge coins, all that stuff. And I, I'm on every platform. Um, my my podcast is from members to excellence, and uh, you can also find the book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all that. Um, the uh, the book is available um, electronically on Amazon, so you can you can download it uh, there, or you can actually purchase um, the, the paperback and. Uh, um, I feel like my publisher has the books pretty reasonably priced. So, uh, and then 
once you purchase the book, you can go to my website. There's a code in the book that you can use to download a workbook to help you build out your grand strategy. And um, and then, you know, the grand strategy, it's actually a real, real thing. Uh, <laughs> the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I took the concept from the Grand Strategy Program at Yale, mm-hmm. which is um, it's a, a program for future world leaders or military leaders, uh, corporate leaders, that sort of thing. And reading and studying about this program is what was the catalyst for the, the part of my book that is the grand strategy because I felt like, you know, I can use these principles to make my life better. And, you know, it took some time to put it all together the way that I believe works the best. And and I put that in the book. So. Awesome. Awesome. And by the way, I'm letting you know that I just follow you on Instagram and TikTok. Okay. And so, oh. <laughs> So, yes, we're going to keep in touch with each other. Now you know where I'm at. (laughs) So we're going to definitely keep in touch. And I just want to say thank you for being on my podcast. And thank you for having time for me. And I probably will see you very soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've got to, we've got to get you on my podcast and you can, uh, you can let my listeners know what you're all about and talk, you know, we discuss your, your comedy prowess and all that. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited. But definitely stay in contact with me, and I know that you're going to come, you know, and see me and bring me that book that I want with your signature on it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, again, thank you, and God bless you, and continue doing what you're doing. Keep Um, continue showing people, you know, how to become leaders. And again, I thank you.